0: Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. We are in the middle of the fastest moving technology shift in our lifetime. And for the majority of us listening, we live through the birth of the internet. So that's definitely saying something. Here's the good news. It's good news. Truly, I have so much to fill you in on. Join me for my upcoming workshop, The Market Shift. It's so crucial to online businesses that I'm offering it completely for free. No strings attached, just pure actionable insights that will help you navigate the coming changes. But that's not all. If you attend live and stay until the end, you'll get exclusive access to my brand new mini course, The Two Click Funnel. Absolutely free. Inside, I'm giving you the exact automation funnel I'm running that consistently converts organic traffic into loyal buyers in minutes. Join me and prepare your business for the future. Go to bossproject.com slash shift to register now. If you're hearing this, there's still time. Don't miss out. Bossproject.com slash shift. Today on the show, we have my friend, Michaela Quinn. We actually went to high school together, which is funny and kind of awesome because I found out very recently that she was living a life very similar to I was. And she had left a full-time job and started teaching online. Now there's a lot more to this story and Emily will get into what she's really good at and what she talked about today. But know that Michaela is sharing from her heart how a mom can do things from home to create a sustainable business.
1: Yeah. So for all of you out there who have wondered, okay, but what is the thing that I can do to bring in some extra cash dollar bills this month this is the episode you want to listen to. There are so many brainstorming activities for you to do and examples for you to kind of ask yourself in your own life, work, business, whatever it is that you have going on right now for you to figure out how to pull out those skills into a profitable thing that you can actually charge for. So if you've ever had an interest in freelancing and doing VA work, diving into that, bring in some extra cash dollars, listen to this one, get some ideas so you can get started. Hey, Michaela, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, we're so
0: excited. It was so fun getting to catch up with you recently and really realizing that our lives were rather similar and we had both worked for a bit and then started our own business. But I think even before the business, sometimes people feel like they want, you know, to make some money on the side, and they're not really ready to call it a business. And I would love to jump into a little bit of your journey before we can talk about how other moms can do the same thing. How did you go from English teacher to
2: stay-at-home mom and freelancer? Yeah, so my story kind of started out with a lot of moms very similar. They love their jobs, they love working, and then they have their first baby and they're like... Nope, this this isn't working. That was me. I <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean, I put so much work and effort into teaching. And then I had my daughter, and it just all of that time that I had to work at home, I just got bitter. And dropping my daughter off at daycare and someone else being there with her all all day long. I just hated it. So I started researching into work from home job opportunities. And while I was on my plan period, like crying at my desk, how can I become a stay-at-home mom? How can I work from home? And there were not a lot of options that I found. It was like, okay, you can go sell a product. You can join Mary Kay or something. And that just wasn't the route that I wanted to to take. So I started telling people, like anyone who would listen, I want to work from home. What are my options? And I started looking at flex jobs and there were a lot of opportunities but none of them were really truly what i wanted so i finally found freelancing through this website called hiremymom.com and yeah, yeah and i didn't even know really i signed up for that i didn't even know that i was starting a business or that freelancing was a real thing so i my first client was a business coach and i just started admin assisting for her doing random tasks that she had come up, managed her email inbox, managed her Facebook group. And then as our relationship started to grow, she gave me more responsibilities. And then somehow I fell into this online world of there are more than one business coach out there. And there's lots of other people who could benefit from my help. So then that's kind of long story of how I went from teacher to freelancer.
1: I think that's so funny because I hear in our group, so often of people being like, I want to kind of dive into VA. I think like freelancer has become the new VA or VA has become the old freelancer. And I think like, that's kind of the bucket that they put all of that in. Like I will do anything and everything, but I don't exactly know what you need and I don't know who needs it. So we see that pop up so much in our Facebook group of people who are like, I don't even know where to start, but I want to do Mm -hmm. something. Do you feel like, like the kind of facebook group conversation community and and have has opened up more of an opportunity to make it easier for people to
2: find stuff like that oh definitely because they i mean there's a facebook community for everything there's a facebook community for like virtual assistants or freelancers and i freelancer to me is like the big umbrella term and then virtual assistant is like one facet under it one job you could take there's copywriter graphic designer web designer you know everything The virtual assistant is kind of that entry level position into Mm -hmm. that where you can start out and then really start to learn about all the different areas and kind of pick and choose which area you would like to specialize in. But, and then the Facebook group community. So there's the ones for like the virtual assistants to kind of help build community and learn. And then there are the communities where online business owners are hanging out or entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. or brick and mortar businesses that could benefit from, from freelance help.
0: So as someone who's like either currently a stay at home mom who wants to start earning some extra money, or maybe they're still working part time or even full time and having that resentful attitude towards dropping their kids off. What is the first step they need to take in order to kind of introduce themselves to this online community?
2: I would say starting to research, starting to look into more about freelancing and virtual assisting. And part of that research would be doing some reflection on their skills and their experiences mm-hmm. and what services and skills they can bring to the table. So really getting crystal clear on, okay, knowing kind of the opportunities out there, but then figuring out what am I going to offer? What can I, what services can I sell?
1: How did those relationships generally like grow or shift? So you said you worked with a business coach and then she gave you more opportunities. Like I'm assuming she put up her ad on the website mm-hmm. and you responded, obviously. Mm-hmm. theres Is this like uh, any traditional kind of job chance where there's the interview and there's the trial period and there's like tasks that you're taking on? How does that new beginning relationship
2: really work? So a lot of times it does start with a trial period or a small project. So maybe someone just needs some Facebook graphics built for their Facebook community. And so they, in a Facebook group, they'll post, Hey, I need some help with Facebook graphics. Who, who offers this, who can help? And then there's, you know, multiple responses and the person they pick, that can be a really great opportunity to over-deliver and then kind of get your foot in the door with that person for future help.
1: Well, I'm seeing saying yes to some of these projects as the perfect... like filter for new business owners to figure out like, do you want to go into designing? Do you want to go into social media? Do you want to go into copywriting? I think so many people are so lost at like, well, I could really do any of those kind of well, but I don't really know which one I'm going to be good at or which one I like. And I feel like freelance VA work is the perfect kind of just toss yourself in and try some things and weed out the stuff that you don't like doing.
2: Exactly. And that virtual assistant tends to be one of the first Team members, a business owner will bring on because yeah. it is a lower cost to hire a VA versus someone mm-hmm. who specializes and they can do a lot. And also, at, if it's entry level, sometimes the business owner is willing to provide some of that training or mm-hmm. access to training to help, you know, educate their team member.
0: So I was going to say,
2: once you kind of get that first
0: role, how can you follow up with them to try to make it a longer lasting relationship rather than just a one project, never hear from them again?
2: So I think the biggest thing is to over-deliver and really wow them on that first initial, initial project. And after that, just forming that relationship with them. When you hand off the project, let them know the additional services that you can provide or see if there's any areas that they are needing support and really getting to know their business.
1: Talk to me about the pros and cons of being a VA that kind of is the drill of all trades for one business Or the VA that does multiple smaller projects for a lot of different businesses? Is one really better than the other?
2: It depends on what your goals are. So if you are a mom that needs consistent income, you need $2,000 a month, $3,000, $5,000, whatever that bottom line is that you need a month. I think the consistent VA for one person Getting on a monthly retainer is going to be more stable and it's going to be less hustle for the mom Mm -hmm. versus the mom who does the small one off projects. That takes, that can be really uncertain on how many projects you're gonna pick up each month. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you just need a couple hundred or to start out, that that can be a good route to go, but if you really need that consistent income coming in to be able to quit your job or yeah, whatnot, the finding the monthly retainer clients is a really good route to go.
1: Coming from the business owner standpoint, I like having the monthly retainer VAs, the the girls who are willing to stick around the the ones who are willing to learn more and more about our business, bring some ideas to the table and really like show initiative about taking on other roles. Those are the kind of people we love having on our team. Mm -hmm. It's
2: so much more cost effective for us. Oh, it is totally. (laughs) It is so much more cost effective. And if you, so you can start in that route in that way. And if you start to learn that you really love design and you take the initiative with your monthly retainer client, you can start offering that on, the side to other clients and see and see where that goes. But having the monthly retainers is just it's really stable and can be really consistent.
1: So talk to me about this whole idea of but I don't have a degree in design, but I Don't really I've never done copywriting before and I'm gonna say yes to this project. I don't have an Instagram of my own. How can I be someone's social media manager? Talk to me about all that kind of bullshit that comes up for a lot of your clients.
2: Yeah. So I mean that came up with me. When I was trying to leave my teaching job and applying for all these jobs, I was applying for like marketing positions or virtual assistant positions or business like Positions that I felt like needed a okay. business degree or a marketing degree. And finally, I just had to look at what yep. I did in my current job and kind of look at all of the skills and talents that I had and figure out how those can translate into the online Guys, space. Guys, we just talked um, about
1: this in the episode before this one. Go listen yes. to it and then listen to to Michaela reiterating everything we just said. <laughs>
2: Yeah. So like as a teacher, yes, I taught high school English and how to write analytically, how to analyze literature. But I also, one of the biggest components of my job was starting a conversation Mm -hmm. and discussing. Discussion was one of the biggest parts of the classroom. And that translates to social media. All you want with your social media is to create that, I mean, you want to drive traffic sure. back to your websites, but you want that yeah. engagement. You want that, that conversation. And if I felt like, okay, if I can get these 15 and 16 year olds excited about Macbeth, <laughs> then you can, I can get them excited. <laughs> yeah. Then I, like one of my clients was a facial reader. Then I can get people excited about learning how reading people's yeah. face can increase your sales. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So tell me this. And that's just one. That's yeah. just one part of exactly. what I did as a teacher that made me a Patience personal Patience is another. <laughs> Patience. I mean, I knew how to have hard conversations with parents. So I could yeah. have hard conversations with my clients' clients yeah. or, or my clients. What else? Organization and planning. Some of these business owners that don't have a full online business manager, they need help keeping on track, help staying up to date on their deadlines, help planning out. Okay. So I want to launch this product. What are some things I need to be doing leading up to that?
1: Yep. I love all of those examples because I think we, we just so often forget what are the skills that we're using in our everyday life as a mom, as a wife, as a human being, as a teacher, as whatever you may have done in your past life. Bring those skills and those techniques to the table and relate them to whatever industry that you're going after now. Exactly. Love it. And I
0: mean, there's a job for every mom.
2: Yeah, for
1: sure.
0: Well, and you were telling me about a mom recently that was just getting started and she heard about a local blogger that was getting a HGTV television show Mm -hmm. and she could have pitched Anyone. She could have gone online and done all this research and, you know, found people to help their social media. But she specifically went after someone local that was like up and coming. And so talk Mm -hmm. to me about how that pitch went and how she was able to land that pretty dreamy client.
2: Oh, yeah. So she. In our Facebook group, in our course Facebook group, she kind of put this out there like, so so and so it just her TV show just got picked up by HTV and I really want to pitch her. Like, what should I do? So I kind of coached her through on start reaching out to her, follow her on Instagram, you know, like her stuff, build that relationship with her and just reach out to her. Be you a know, friendly and, stalker. Yeah, be a friendly stalker. Try to get to know her and develop that relationship, develop some sort of friendship see what she needs help with and just talk to her. And then from that conversation, kind of learn, listen, and take that and then use that to kind of pitch to her. So it doesn't just start with a email. Hey, hire me. I think you need my services. That's not really going to get you very far. And it goes, since that was a local kind of cold, it, essentially it was a cold pitch. But in the in the Facebook groups too, where a lot of people are finding clients, it starts with a relationship.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Because there's going to be multiple, I'm sure that woman got multiple pitches, or, you know, if sh- she's probably getting multiple pitches now. And in Facebook groups, when people post the, hey, I'm looking to hire X, there's multiple pitches. So you really need to kind of have a strategy in place to stand out and get hired and in both aspects it it stems from that relationship
0: I'm interrupting myself to bring you something that could change your business forever I'm hosting a workshop that's so important I've made it 100% free for all online businesses Here's what I can promise you inside the market shift you're going to get the most value packed 90 minutes you've seen in years I'm going to share the ecosystem that represents online businesses today. You're going to walk away knowing how to create more predictable income and sustainably scale, regardless of where you're starting today. You'll uncover the AI secrets top entrepreneurs use to stay ahead, boost productivity, and secure their future. You'll have the exact equation that's making wealthy people wealthier and be able to steal, copy, paste it before it widens the wealth gap any further. When you attend live and stay until the end, you'll get access to my exclusive brand new mini course, the two-click funnel, absolutely free. Inside, I'm giving you the exact automation funnel I've been running that consistently converts organic traffic into loyal buyers in minutes. Save your seat right now at BossProject.com shift, then share it with a friend. There isn't much time between now and the workshop, so head right now to BossProject.com shift to claim your spot. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. We've had to weed through hundreds of applications in the past. We could have saved so much time if we'd used Indeed. Well, and I think people
1: like people forget that you can land like big name people or people like dreamy clients just by starting that foundation first. I mm-hmm. can't tell you like the the emails that stand out for us, or even an Instagram DM or whatever it may be, are the people who like we've seen their name popping up around the group or liking our post or commenting and saying stuff. We would have people in the very early days when we hadn't brought on any VAs at all who would send us an email and say like very kindly, like, here's the hole that I see missing in your business. Mm-hmm. And I can really fulfill that. Our, our very first view that we brought on edited our blog content. She still does that. Her and her team still does that to this day. And she didn't come to us by saying, I found 17 errors on your last blog post, and it sounds really unprofessional, and I need to be the one to fix that. Like, that's hurtful. We get emails like that all the time, and I want to shove them down a hole with a whole bunch of, like, grammatical errors because I don't care. But she was coming like, this is the service I can provide. And I want to do it like on this trial period. I'm just starting this kind of like subscription model or renewal model. And, and I, you guys put out a lot of content and I'd love to edit it. Yes. And she still does it.
2: So I'm just like, that's amazing. Nice things to people. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I get that too. My very first blog post I published, I was like getting ready to hop on a plane. So I just published it and was like, walk away. I have this whole done, not perfect mindset. And I just got to, I wrote it. Okay. Read through it quickly published. I got off the plane and I had a comment and I was so excited, Mm -hmm. but it was someone telling me that I had all these errors.
1: It's so rude.
2: It's so rude. I know. And I know there's that unprofessional and then professional aspect, but. I don't believe in that at all. You know what's not professional? Correcting people all the time. And <laughs> <laughs> in, in in, in this, this correction was in a very public way, too, in a Facebook group. Ooh. So I was just like, oh, Get shoot, up with that. But I mean, I just kind of brushed it off. But that, that brought up another, another mom and kind of how one of the moms in my programs got, got started. Well, she pitched me Pinterest. Mm-hmm. So her background is in finance. She works for a bank and does like business auditing. But she's determined to get out of her job. And so she reached out to me and volunteered to help me with my Pinterest and really learn Pinterest management and Pinterest strategy to kind of let me be her guinea pig. Yeah. And so we kind of have this barter relationship where I'm starting out, she's starting out, she's helping me, I'm helping her. And she is like one or two clients away from meeting her, replacing her full time income to quit her job, all on Pinterest. And That's that is insane. not a skill that she knew prior right. to right. meeting me.
1: Right. I love and that. She learned.
2: She taught herself. Yeah,
1: girl, get <laughs> it. <laughs> So, okay. Talk to me now about this transition. I feel like this is, you are the perfect example. And I'm so glad we're doing this episode after the one we just recorded because our whole deal with people is, okay, find the skill sets from your job or your life, get the product, the service, the offer that you can take to market so you can be making money quickly so you can quit your job or just bring in money. Okay. So check, check, check. You did all that. But then magically what also happened is that it showed you, holy crap, I can make a business Helping other people do what I just did. So talk exactly. to me about the transition of like when that kind of like oh when that showed the light to you that that was something a that could even be a possibility. But owning a business like that and being a VA are two completely different things. So talk to me about kind of that transition of of how you knew it was the right move for you.
2: Well, as a as a virtual general assistant, I learned a lot about a little, I mean, I learned, did I say that wrong? I learned a lot about everything. Okay. (laughs) He knows everything now guys. Everything. (laughs) And that gave me the confidence like to start that next, that next business, because I knew all about the marketing. I knew all about how, how to go about that. But how I actually, the light, like the, oh, this Mm -hmm. is my next move, was I hang out in mom Facebook groups a lot. I'm a mom. I'm home all day. Like the only thing I miss from my nine to five, well, not the only thing, but the big thing is the like friendship and collaboration with your colleagues. Yeah. But I hang out in mom Facebook groups and almost every day there's a new mom posting in the same group, how can I work from home and make money? I don't want to sell a product. And I just started answering questions. I just started helping. And then one day there, I answered someone's question, and there were probably 30, at least 30 moms asking me to PM them more information. And I'm like, "Whoa, well, guys, I can't PM all of you. So I just put them all in a Facebook group, and I was just going to help them. Yeah And I put them all on a Facebook group started helping them. And then I was working on something for my clients course. And it just kind of was like, Hey, you know how to teach, (laughs) (laughs) you know how to do this marketing thing. You have people who want to learn what you offer and let's do this. Yeah. So monetize it. Don't just give all this valuable information away for free. Yeah. Well, I you love can make this you your next business. yeah.
1: I love that you found that tipping point because you wouldn't have been able to like get as many interested people if you hadn't given away valuable information for free. But you can. That is not a sustainable business model just by pouring out value and pouring out value in that sense. And so, what I want people to identify is that you laid the foundation of being known for being helpful in that arena by showing up, by commenting, by answering with no other motive. Like it wasn't even a business. You truly had no other motive (laughs) at that point than I have this knowledge and I'm going to give it to you. And then it was like, okay, wait, now I can be strategic about it. I think Mm -hmm. so many people like kind of flip-flop those where I have the product, go buy this thing, go buy this thing, but you haven't
2: yet even shown that you know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. That's the Um, example that's it. Yeah. That's that's that showing up, that building the relationship. Cause now in that Facebook group, I don't even really have to go in it anymore. If someone asks work from home, I'm tagged by like five people, tons of people within, within moments.
1: Love it. Well, and that's also like, what's so helpful. I know some people get a lot of people get really overwhelmed about showing up in communities because the, there are so many that they're a part of. and oh, I, like, I don't know how I can even stand out if there's 20,000 people or 5,000 people or whatever. But what happens is when you consistently show up in one arena really, really well, other people begin to do the work for you by tagging you, by linking to your stuff, by saying, well, Michaela answered this question last week and said this... And they're like literally being your little minions, like going out and spreading your message for you. And that's when that
2: stuff starts to snowball. Yeah. And that I mean, I like how you said that one arena because there's so many Facebook groups. You really need at the beginning kind of jump in to yeah. a bunch of them, yep. see, see which one you really connect with and jive with, and then focus and spend your time getting yeah. them in that one group. Absolutely. So how long yeah.
0: was the transition from
2: working
0: to just freelancing to all of a sudden mm-hmm. teaching other people to freelance? I
2: mean, how long did it take to go through? To going back to being a full-time teacher. <laughs> okay, so, Full-time teacher. I'm going to get my dates all funny. But my daughter was born in 2015. I full-time taught that, that whole year, depressed, sad, angry. And I went part-time. I told my husband, like, I cannot continue to do this. So I went part-time. I told him, you know, in my spare time, I'm going to find something to work from home. I spent all summer trying, didn't find anything. It was like the second day back to school, I landed my first client. So that whole year, I was part-time. I had one client. And finally, by December, I realized that this was a real business. And so from December to January, so one month, I had... No, two months. uh, December to February, I had replaced my full-time teaching income. But I had to continue teaching the whole year because of a contract. Right. And then at that summer, I quit. I didn't go back. And then it was that August where all of these moms were asking me and I switched to teaching, teaching all over this again, teaching, and teaching, all yeah, over teaching again, but on your oh, own, yeah. terms. But on own terms, but on my own terms. And yeah. I absolutely love well, it. Yeah. yeah. I think I was just going to say, it's so,
0: it so funny how hearing it, it, like it sounds like yours, yeah. but like, guys, that stuff goes so quickly. Like, Exactly, like, you blink,
1: and
2: <laughs> yep. Uh, seriously, a year ago, a year ago, I was teaching. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think we forget how sh- if we work on building a strong foundation first. So, you were still working and making money and getting clients and building and building and building. How quickly then a business can grow because of that sturdy foundation? If we Mm -hmm. just quit, or if we're just like bebopping around at ideas and not making money and not putting out a product or a service or an offer, it's going to seem like forever because it's going to take forever because you're not bringing in any money. (laughs) And that is freaking stressful. But if we cover our bases and like maybe be a little unhappy for just a little bit longer, but knowing that you're working towards something great, like look at how different your life is now.
2: Exactly. And it it is a hard, it was really hard to be teaching part time. Yeah. And I was probably working 20 hours a week. So I was working pretty much full time yeah. doing both, had a little baby and, but the payoff was yeah. so worth it.
1: Can you get to
2: be and, home with your daughter now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> and I still, I put her in parents' day out because good for you. <laughs> I think it's really good for her. And it's, it's good, good for me. <laughs> but before I put her in parents' day out, I did the nap time hustle where yeah. I could work 30, at least 30 hours a week, 40 if I needed without paying daycare. That's so awesome. that is such a huge time saver and money saver. Yeah. Heck yeah. Is what I meant. Or like, it was are like are you kidding huge me? Huge money saver of not <laughs> making my full time more than my full time teaching income and not paying daycare was like oh my gosh You're I'm just living raining so large in money now. I'm raining <laughs> in money. But you got to keep in perspective that I was a teacher at a Catholic school, so right, right, right,
1: right. So there's that. <laughs> well, I to was chewing gum. Right. Talk to me a little bit more about that nap time hustle. I think so many people. Like I loved how it shifted for you and, and you recognize now that you're taking her to a parent's day out and that is helpful for both of you. But during that time frame, I think a lot of people glorify like they either do like I can't do anything because I have a kid at home or they go the total opposite and be like, I built an eight figure business <laughs> during that time. And so talk to me about that middle ground that that you seem to unlock.
2: Yeah. So it started with me waking up at 5 a.m. I set my alarm at 5 a.m. And I would work from 5 to 7, 5 to 8, depending on when she woke up that day. And just doing that, that's 15 hours a week. Yep.
1: That's, a, that's
2: amazing. That's, that's amazing. A, yeah. That's a huge chunk of time to really work on my 15 business. 15 out, Guys, guys, <laughs> But that's just one chunk. Yeah. So then there's, there was that chunk I would work. And then she would wake up. We'd have breakfast, do our morning routine play. If it was a really busy week, this is one of my favorite hacks. We belong to Lifetime. I would take her to that daycare, check her into the child care center there, and go work in the cafe. So yep. that would be, I could work two hours doing that. If that's I needed awesome. to, five days a week, there's another 10 hours. Yep. And then nap time at home, she was a good napper, one to three Every day, like, you can count on that. That's awesome. There's 10 more hours. Yep. Am I doing my math right? Yeah. T- I taught English, not math.
1: <laughs> we and don't then do math here to, well either. That's fine.
2: <laughs> if I needed to, I could work when she went to bed. hmm hmm While my husband watched TV. I'm not a big TV watcher. or.
1: Well, and you can, like, that, some of that type of work is very multitasky. Like, you can do yeah. that while catching on, on, the, on the couch. Some shows. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. I I love that breakdown because I think it gives people uh, three really good options is either wake up an hour early and have a great 15 hour a week job. That's good. Mm -hmm. Build a solid foundation on that you can check out for the rest of the day, you guys can hang out on day, you can do projects, you can do whatever you want, you can be full on mom status. Or Add on a little bit more chunks and take advantage of stuff like daycares at the gym or at church or wherever. I know one of our podcast masterminders goes to her gym often to just use their daycare and their
2: Wi-Fi. Oh, Do yeah. It. they. I mean, they, they. I would check them in and they knew. They'd be like, mm-hmm. where are, we, are you going to work out?" I'm like, nope. Cafe oh, today. today.
1: Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So don't be afraid to seek opportunities like that because you could get in a good thirty minutes of cardio and a good hour of work if you needed to. Multitasking at its finest.
2: (laughs) Yes, and if you look at the cost of a gym membership compared to paying daycare, it's oh, it's a steal. Yes, yes,
1: I would. uh,
2: I should consider that. Just
1: hang out at the gym. You probably like it because you're you work well
0: in loud environments. I do not work well in environments,
1: which is strange. I would have to have someone else take them to the gym and I would have to stay (laughs) up. (laughs) Get my kid out of the house. Well, I think I, I love hearing all of that breakdown because it really... I think it gives people a nice reality check on, okay, but if I'm actually strategic about the time that I can spend in my business, here are the holes that I could take advantage of. And it doesn't have to be like that forever. If you don't want to wake up at five forever, like no one's saying that you have to, but I think the most important underlying thing that's like message that we're trying to get across is you have to build that foundation first and you have to get something stable and off
2: the ground before it can be everything in your dreams that you've ever wanted it to be. Exactly. And that's one thing that I kind of had to do. I call it like a mapping your time makeover. So I looked at, you know, my day Monday through Friday and what am I typically doing at you know, each interval, each hour. And I would write that down. And then I looked at it and I was like, okay, where can I fit in this work time? Mm -hmm. And so that is just one concrete thing you can do to find that time. But then you got to, so you got to find the time, but then you have to stick to it and really protect, protect that work time and, and make it happen. Because if you just like, oh, I'm going to work from five to seven and you don't. (laughs) And you sleep instead. (laughs) And that's what I was so worried about. I'm not a morning person. I found a couple other moms that were in the same position as me. And we did a daily Zoom call check-in. We set our alarms for five, grabbed our coffee, jumped on Zoom, said, hello, good morning. What are we working on today? And then we just did a co-working session. That's awesome. Talk and about accountability. Yeah. Because I didn't want to let them down mm-hmm. and not show up. And they didn't want to let me down. And... The both, all three of us, our businesses all took off, and we all come back to it being that accountability, mm-hmm. that time that we devoted in the mornings.
1: Yeah, it's that fitting in that strategic hustle so you can be building the thing that you're actually like on that's actually on your own time frame and fitting into your schedule. But we can't just blink and have that stuff happen for us. It's not like that. And then you're throwing in kids and lives and full time jobs and everything. Exactly. Like you've you've got to make different strategic sacrifices in your day to day. And I love that accountability. Find some people in some groups that are doing similar work to you or want to have the same schedule. And hop on that Zoom, no makeup, coffee, get your work done. (laughs) Yeah, we were in our rooms. How did you feel for the rest of your day? Like you just got in a great two hours.
2: Yeah, and because that was one of my biggest things is I would wake up when my daughter woke up, and then I would have this like huge to do list of all these things I had to do, and so I wasn't really enjoying the time and having that quality time that I wanted with her because I was, my brain was on like, Oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. But when I woke up and got that stuff accomplished before she was up, I could really enjoy my day with her. Yeah.
1: Which is like the entire point. Like you're
2: wanting to be home with her for a reason. Like
1: I don't want to have to be trying to type this email with my thumb while I'm feeding you Cheerios. Like that's not my dream scenario at all.
2: (laughs) Nope, 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 nope. No one wants to do that.
0: <laughs> well, let's jump into talk strategy to me. And I would love to hear three to five things that a mama should be working on right now to start getting those first initial clients in the door.
2: Okay. First thing, you gotta develop clarity on your what you're gonna offer and what like in the value that you bring with that offer. So figure out your services figure out what you're going to offer. And then the second thing is you need to think about your ideal client and who you want to work for or work with and go hang out where they're hanging out and start building that relationship with them, answering the questions, build that strategic foundation of kind of forming that, that status of, Oh, she knows what she's talking about. So that when people in those groups start to have the post of "I'm looking to hire someone to help with my my Pinterest," you've answered tons of questions about Pinterest, so people know you for that, and so they start tagging you, you get it. or yeah, or they don't even post it because mm-hmm. they know you're the Pinterest person, sure. they just message you sure yep. that's awesome, so there's a lot of different ways to build those relationships in kind of a Facebook group lead to getting getting clients. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Thank you so
0: much. Yeah. Wow. Well, where people can hang out with you online.
2: So Facebook. I love Facebook. I hang out the most in my Facebook group. It's called the Live Free Mama Mastermind. And you can just Facebook search and I'll send you that link. And also on my business page, but I go live in my group. I share tips and that's my favorite place. We will post
1: the direct link to that in the show mm-hmm. notes.
2: So you guys have somewhere to, to click and hang out. Yeah. But yeah. Guys saying, if, if you're out there and you're like, okay, this sounds great. I want to make some side money. I still don't know what I need to do. or I still don't know what my services can be, what I can offer. I have a brainstorming guide mm-hmm. nice. that could help. That'll help, help them, your audience figure out kind of step by step these are my experiences, these are my skills, what service does makes the most sense for me to offer today. And where can they
0: find
1: that? That's super
2: helpful. com slash brainstorming dash guide. Awesome. Yay. Thanks for coming on, Michaela. Yeah. Thanks for having me and chatting.
0: Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social.